Welcome, world, to episode 105 of the Chamberlain and Chance podcast. I am Chance. I write the games of chance.blogspot.com. Joining me, as always, is Chamberlain. Chamberlain, how are you doing this week? I'm here. I have an embarrassing confession to make, but we'll save that for a little bit. That's a teaser. I, too, have a confession to make. I am terribly sleepy. <sighs> we'll so keep this sleepy. upbeat and fast. Alex got... is here. Hello. Hello. How's it going, Alex? Pretty good. How are them two jobs treating you? Um, pretty good. Um, the job I just picked up has really great uh, schedule flexibility. Ooh, cool. And they're nice. And the shirt, I had, to, I had to get a black button down. That's like sort of their uniform. Mm. And I thought I was going to end up like throwing like 50 bucks at a black shirt. I got way out of town. And I got there and it turns out, hey, 40 bucks off. Hey. Nice. Yeah. I am dancing on the grave of brick and mortar <coughs> retail and it feels great. <laughs> <laughs> I always used to work in those. Come on. <laughs> it was so sad in there. I couldn't get out fast enough. <laughs> That's all malls now. Seriously. Yep. So sad. Yeah. No, you know what? In in my town, we still have malls that are quite bustling, particularly well, we on holidays. We got those too, but those are only like the really fancy ones. It is fairly fancy, I'll agree. Mm, yeah, it is like It has to be a shopping destination. <laughs> It's it's kind of that. It's definitely it's definitely in like the middle of like a commercial sector. Like there's there's the mall, and then right north of it is a huge movie theater, and then to the west of it is a bunch of huge stores like, um, uh, well, Best Buy and stuff like that in there. Well, you and, got, you got yeah. your strip mall outposts, right? Ah, uh, we do, but you know, not those. Oh, the food there. court in that fancy mall. Yeah, it's gigantic. Ah, there we go. It That's is like the size. Yeah, it is the size of a football field. Is it like a okay. model UN? Um, yeah, yeah, it really is. Like, it's, yeah, tastes from all across the world, uh, Americanized. (laughs) Well, and significantly less racist. Canadianized as well, I imagine. No, I don't know. I don't know. Like, I'm sure, I'm sure, like, I'm sure, like, our Burger King has shit that your Burger King doesn't have. I've always heard that Big Macs in the States are way better than Big Macs are up here. Uh, uh, Maybe I, maybe I have no idea what a good Big Mac is supposed to taste like. I think we all just assume everyone else is better stuff. I certainly do. I mean, I know that the um, English subways have a tikka masala sub, and I'm furious. What? That sounds awesome. I know. Yeah, I'm, I went. I went to Ottawa, and I hit the subway in Ottawa. They had Swiss cheese, man. What? They had Swiss fucking cheese in the Don't subway they in Ottawa. Have Swiss cheese? No. 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 What am I thinking? Up here, it was always just yellow cheddar or white jack. White jack cheese. Pepper jack. I got pepper jack around here. Yeah. That's too. Yeah. 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 That's why I gotta go to Jersey Mike's. Ooh, that's some good shit. Yeah, if you gotta get a fast food sub, they're um, best fast food tuna sub you're ever gonna get. See, at Jersey Mike's, I get the uh, I get the Hawaiian, which is mm-hmm. just a, a cheesesteak with some extra stuff in there and jalapenos. You don't they've have got, to eat for two days after olives. that. Oh yeah, Jersey wow. Mike's is good. How how is a cheesesteak with olives Hawaiian? It's not olives. It's it's, it's a cheesesteak with with. Um, Pineapple. Jalapenos. I don't know why it's called oh, sorry, the wine. Jalapeno. It's just what it's called. It doesn't make That's sense. Weird. It's just tasty. Mm, you think it'd be spam? I. It would. Yeah. Right. Spam is big. So uh, I felt I felt kind of bad about not playing things that weren't Overwatch. So. Well, Overwatch has been so mean to you. No, it's been pretty good. It's been pretty good. I've got a lot of ple- pleasure out of Overwatch. Mm. But uh, after a, an Overwatch session over the weekend, I'm like, okay, I need to try an indie so I can talk about anything else on the podcast. <laughs> so on my PS4, I download, I buy Mr. Shifty for like 20 bucks. And because I've just kind of had my eye on it for a while. If it's good, it could be really good if it's good. 
And then it, it was going to take like an hour to download. So I went and watch some TV and I go back and I'm like, okay, it's bedtime. So I get up the next morning and I go downstairs and I turn on my Switch. I'm like, well, I'll just buy it on my Switch, whatever. I want to hang out <laughs> on the couch and play. So I bought it a fucking again. Mm. And then I played it. And so I, I like, this is going to bore you guys because I explained it to you guys in an email this week. But for the listener, Mr. Shifty is, okay, uh, first of all, picture Hotline Miami. So top down... Uh, top-down point of view and very kind of small characters in, a, in an urban environment. In this case, it's various floors of a colossal high-rise. Okay. And instead of nicely animated, very grossly detailed pixel art, it's uh, it's actually pretty decent-looking cell-shaded polygonal characters. Hmm. The main character, there's no blood. Uh, you don't get any guns. The main character can kind of blink around like Nightcrawler from X-Men. And you have like five charges of, of this blink, and um, you can do it through walls and through doors and stuff like that. And the only weapons you can pick up, you can use your fist to punch guys out, and that's fairly effective, actually. Or you can pick up one-hit knockout weapons, like, you know, you, you bust a box and now there's a, a, a stick on the ground. You can pick up the stick. And sometimes you can get, like, ooh, a metal stick. And the metal stick lasts longer than three hits, so that's really cool. And it otherwise plays very much like Hotline Miami, where if the guys have any indication where you are, they're going to come for you. And you just kind of blink around and kill them. And it's fairly easy to do so, regardless of how many of them there are. Because um, their AI is just a little bit stupid. They'll <laughs> always go for the last place someone saw you at. And so you can just, like, blink into another room and come up behind them as they chase you into the last room they saw you in. Um, the writing is pretty shitty. <laughs> the music the music is okay. It's a little rockin'. But I, it just doesn't feel like it's actually doing much with its mechanic. It has this one mechanic that's all it fucking does, and I probably spent an hour or ninety minutes with it, and it didn't. I didn't really feel like it was moving forward at all. It just felt like I was kind of doing the same thing against more and more enemies. It sounds like you should just play Hotline Miami instead. Maybe, but I don't want to play Hotline Miami. I want to play something, I want to play something new. I want to play something that really excites me. And it drives me nuts that a bunch of stuff that really excites me isn't coming out for like, I, it's only another week or so. I really don't have that long to wait. And then we've got Bayonetta sometime in February. I'm super hyped for Bayonetta. Really, I think I'm just going to get like more and more horny for a good game until I can get my hands on Bayonetta. I'm just going to have like these horrible gaming blue balls. It's just, just, that is so accurate because the anticipation Anticipation, the 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 pent up desire for Bayonetta two has been for how long? It's for years. Years. You've had this. It's years. Been, what? Like four? Almost four years. Round about there. Uh, in fact, well, now I'm curious. Let's find out. Actually, I'm going to pull up my phone so I don't have to type. Yeah, and and it's because really neither like of us. Yeah, neither of us were going to buy a Wii U to play Bayonetta two. It just wasn't no. going to happen. I did buy a copy of Bayonetta two, but I never bought yes. a Wii U. Uh, you were hoping to find one in the street, like, oh, look, I can play Bayonetta 2 now on this free Wii U that's only slightly dirty. Well, no, like, like the, like the Wii, I kind of anticipated that at some point it would have a, September 2014, three years. Three years. Or no, actually, no, wait, it's 2018, so that is four years. <laughs> um. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> yeah, no, I was anticipating that the Wii U might, like, it's a Nintendo console, you can imagine, you can kind of anticipate that it's going to be fairly successful, which it was not. Um, but I anticipated that it was going to get a library like the Wii where I could legitimize buying it. Like nope. maybe they'd end up with the no. VanillaWare game on there. You got, no. you got the GameCube again. 
Yeah. Pretty hey, much. hey, 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 hey. No bad moth in the GameCube. Right? It had a great good year and a half. system. It, it had some classics. Resident Evil 4 on the GameCube. Rogue Squadron on the GameCube. But then Squadron. the PS2 got a better one. Sky, uh, Skies of Arcadia <laughs> on the GameCube. Grandia 2 on the Game. Wait, no, those were Dreamcast games. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Mr. Shifty is okay. Like, it's not bad. When I first looked at it, just because I saw, like, uh, a little bit of video of this guy, like, bamfing around like Nightcrawler sorry, and beating guys sorry, up. I'm sorry, sorry. What the fuck is that? Again, um, perfect ringtone. Thank you. And uh, I love that you use the right word, bamf. <laughs> no, no, that's really that's the what right it's, That's the Nightcrawler word. And <laughs> you you do disappear in a puff of smoke. See? And you reappear awesome. in a puff okay. of smoke. It's very much Nightcrawler. Does he have a tail? No, no, no. He's, he's he, he were no, he's silent. He's a silent protagonist. Um, and it's, yeah, no, it's just, it's just kinda there. It is very much a 7 out of 10, which is what all the reviews said when I first kind of got curious about it. I went on Metacritic and I checked out some reviews. I'm like, well, that doesn't sound that good. Sounds kind of fun. And that's exactly what it is. <laughs> like, it's, you know, it's okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm more interested in continuing my second playthrough of Super Mario Odyssey than I am in this. God, I gotta so. get back to that game. I you really, really do. need to. I do. I do. I owe it to myself for something that's kind of lighthearted and fun as opposed to what else I've been doing. You haven't gone to Dark Souls World yet. Mm-hmm. You told me I'd hate it, which makes me want to get there just to see how much I'd hate it. Dark Souls World? I never, I never told you that. Oh, I thought you were talking about the the darkest side of the moon. Oh, darkest side of the moon. No, you will hate that. Okay, <laughs> as we, as we all should. Seems to. Apparently, there's a way to skip like ninety percent of it. And if I had known that when I was working on it, I would have just taken that route. But now I'm so kind of, I don't know, disenchanted well, with the whole fucking affair that I'm not even going to bother looking up how to do it. No. I don't care that much. Fuck you, just Mario. I'm the, just, just play the good parts. I'm just here to run and jump and go woohoo. <laughs> and <laughs> yes, and, and that's still somehow really pleasing in Mario. Just, just the, the jump, jump and the flip woohoo. Like that's, it's still fun. It feels good. It feels nice. It feels, I don't know. I don't want to say expressive, but it certainly feels. There are certain alive. things that are gamer chicken soup. Yeah, and that it, that it really is kind of one of them. It was a lot more of it than I expected it to be. I honestly thought Destiny Two was going to be, but yeah. Well, then never... you ran into things to do. Yeah, that was it. I did like, the same things just, over and over. I've done this same Flashpoint uh, maybe fifteen times in the last four months. Now nope. I never want to see it again. <laughs> it never occurred to me that Destiny Two would be that good. I, I, I never thought, even I entertained have, like, the idea. I mean, I thought the gameplay was more Diablo than this. Like, I could play a Diablo game for freaking ever like i almost played borderlands 2 forever but for some reason it just gets so much older so so faster mm-hmm. i don't know why yeah you, you think it lasts longer because the ai in destiny is so much more robust than in any uh, diablo like game i would i would say like the loot's better like i love to have the, they have this thing where you can find a weapon you like and just it'll take a shit ton of resources but you can level that gun up and keep it with you mm-hmm. forever if you want mm-hmm. to and i love that but for some reason, I could just play Borderlands 2 forever, and this, put it down, like, after a month and a half. Well, Borderlands 2 gives you a ton of tricks. Like, your, char- them, yeah. your character becomes very deep in Borderlands. But it takes forever for that to happen, and, yeah. like, how do I put this? Like, I thought, like, the enemies are a much higher quality, the shooting's of a much higher quality, yet I didn't have half as much fun playing it. Well, okay. Um, what, what Borderlands had was personality mm. and, and context to your actions. 
It had a lot of personality. It was Cheese Whiz. You guys did not have that commercial in the States? No, like, I, yeah. I want to think of something like harder oh than God. Cheese Whiz, because there was some funny shit in that game. No, no, the, the commercial is Cheese Whiz ads, personality, ooh, personality, no, ah, No, I don't persona- know that one. I think that I might have no idea. It must, it must be a Canadianism. My God. I know, that. this is fascinating to me. <laughs> this is like anthropological. <laughs> yeah, no, Cheese Whiz ads, personality was a whole That's campaign a up here for probably like a decade. We'd probably respect it more if we had it. <laughs> it's true. Cheese Whiz is kind of like a, an inside joke. It's like nobody. It is a secret it. shame, if anything. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no. For in in Canada, it was cheese. You would, you would base like I'm sure there were other uses for it, but up here, the primary thing was you put it on a celery stick. Ugh. Oh no, we see we, we do oh. like Ritz crackers. Yeah, see, I could and see it, that being delicious. It is so buttery and awful and <laughs> and amazing. Well, then again, you guys drink Molson ice, so I don't open the take. Yeah, I don't Food want to open advice. that poutine can of worms, even though no. it is quite good. No. It's like I – it's like crosses the line between like eating for pleasure and like eating because you need fat in your bones because <laughs> you don't want to die. Yeah, I, I always I always get an earful from any other Canadian when they learn that I have never had poutine. I, I, it's, it doesn't look great. It does to me because gravy on fries is a big thing up here too, and I used to have that in high school. Isn't that it's, poutine? Really? It's fucking no. Uh, poutine is gravy with cheese curds, oh, or a lot of places will just use mozzarella. And what you end up with is this gravy cheesy oh. thing with fries in it. And yeah, I just it was just no. gravy, man! Wow. wow. I can certainly imagine that being absolutely delicious because I've had fries and gravy, and that is absolutely delicious. Yes. Uh, yeah. And you add like melted cheese to anything; it's generally a positive, um, <laughs> except for fish. Yeah, but people get well. Yeah, What's okay, I wouldn't want to eat melted cheese on. Well, actually, no, my, actually, my mom made really good, there was some kind of sandwich that she made with cheese, with fish and melted <laughs> Anyway, we're getting off topic. <laughs> well, no, the, now I'm fascinated. How do you make cheese and fish work? I have to know. I, I don't have the recipe, but it was like, I believe it was like basically like a salmon savage mix, and then she puts that on a piece of toast, and she puts the toast in the oven with some melted cheese over top. Okay, so this is you, salmon. Yeah. Okay, okay. We're I'm a cooking show now. Awesome. <laughs> salmon and cheese might work, but like salmon and like cheese and white fish must be terrible. <laughs> I hate fish as a general rule. I can't eat it. Uh, every every year or so I'll try a piece of fish <laughs> or or two. And every time it's like, nope, still don't like it. So you don't and, like fish and chips or anything like that? No, no. And then I'll wow. watch I'll watch a movie, like I'll watch Julia and Julia when Julia Child is in Paris and the, the French waiter brings out this fish that's been like just poached beyond its wildest dreams and butter. And he le- holds it out to Julia Child and she leans over at Meryl Streep and goes, inhales deeply and goes, butter. And then she takes a bite and she, and she puts it in Stanley Tucci's mouth and he's like, mm, mm. she's, she, she's, it's just, it's just, it's so, oh, oh, oh. And I'm like, man, I gotta try fish. I fucking hate fish. My whole life. Oh, I can't, man. anyway. It, Harry met Sally to you. <laughs> Uh, so video I just, games. I just I just loved how passionate you guys two guys got for a second there about you know. <laughs> oh, I love food, food. And fish and like you, I've worked in the service industry long enough to where like you have to have a weird thing with food. Hmm. Mm. I wouldn't I call my thing weird. I like to think that I eat to live. No, it's not. Like it's just I've just been around chefs so much and they just talk about like get a chef going on food for more than a minute. And he's there, gonna take you on a journey. There are there are some food things I'm kind of passionate about. Like I'm trying to perfect my lasagna lately, 
And my last attempt, I thought was going to be so jazzy, and it just ended up bland. I don't think I used enough salt and pepper. I'm super sad about it. Were you using sausage or anything like that? I did. I used some Italian sausage in the mm. sauce because I was trying to make a thicker sauce. But what I ended up with was a drier sauce. And I don't want to get into this shit. Fucking video, video games, games, man. <laughs> yeah. Video I'm games, so man. Sorry. Okay, we're going to talk about Black Panther. <laughs> We're going to talk about Black that's Panther. That's not video games. That's, that's, yeah, that's, that's, that's certainly a cultural culture. touchstone that's, that's about that, to hit. That's pop culture. That's yeah. nerd okay. shit. I haven't been as up on that. Anything happen? A weird, um, a weird bit of trivia about my mother. She's thirsty for black dudes. Okay. You have mentioned that before, actually. Yeah, and it's... I, I, I slipped my memory. And uh, it's it was I I don't remember when I noticed it, but I remember I had a conversation with her years ago, where I asked her what she's up to, and she says, "Oh, I'm just watching this show. It has this beautiful man in it." And I go, "He's black, isn't he?" She goes, "That has nothing to do with it." I go, "Mom, is he black?" Yes. And and then whenever I put a show on with like like even Morgan Freeman, she's like, mm, "That lovely man." <laughs> and so um, so I'm thinking like I want to take my mom out. You know what? I bet she would love Black Panther. So, <laughs> so I go, I open up the app on my phone because I've been hearing so much about Black Panther on Twitter lately and it's getting magazine articles and interviews are happening. And, uh, and I'm like, so it must be coming out soon. So I go on my phone and I open up the Cineplex app and I'm like, oh man, there's a show on Friday. And I happen to, I do a compressed work week. So I get one Friday off every month. Cool. And I, I, my, this Friday coming up, I have off. So I, uh, so I pre-order the tickets and I get one for myself and I get one for her and I get our usual seats and bam, ordered, charge that to my credit card. And then I go up to this woman in the office who just loves the, uh, uh, the Marvel universe, went and saw Justice League, hated it. Uh, me and her talk about nerd movies all the time. It's really cool. And so I go up to her and we're talking about Black Panther. And I explain, like, yeah, I did not know what came out so soon. I just got tickets for this Friday. She goes, what? I go, I just got tickets for this Friday. She goes, it's not out until February. Yeah. I go, what? Uh... She goes, it's not out until February. This fucking app let me buy tickets over a month in advance. Uh... It's not, it, it doesn't open until February 16th. And I know I'm you like, got tickets. <laughs> See, that Fuck. must be by design. No, they I bought tickets wanna... for in the middle of the day because I anticipated not working. Oops. Oh, <laughs> well, now I've got a month and a half to say, hey, so here's this thing. I got these tickets. Can't give them back. It's in the middle of the day. Can I take a half day? So I, I go into my schedule, and again, I get one of these one of these a month. As luck would have it, my next one is February 16th. <laughs> okay. Well, then... It was meant to be. A little bit, yeah. Yeah. Okay, so that's gotten us back into nerd culture. Alex, what video games have you played lately? I through like an hour and a half at Mad Max and it hmm. is good. I'm yes. really glad I paid seven bucks for it. Okay. This is the um, uh, the Just Cause studio, yeah? I believe so. Like yeah. the driving is fun. Uh, the, the It's, you know, bog standard uh, Batman, like just dodge with Y, punch, punch, punch. Yeah. Boo. Yeah, I'm getting sick of it. But like it's... The acting's good. The script's not bad. I like the I like Max having an actual Australian accent. Hmm. Are the uh, are the combat animations at least really nice? Because that's really nice in Batman. They're not as good. No. I'm, I I keep thinking like this is a lot like Batman. He would have done cooler shit than this. <laughs> but this <laughs> is just more like just he's like you know fighting to live, so he's just trying to kill them as fast as possible, and that's never going to look as flashy. What's the name of the Gollum guy who's on uh, the Chum Bucket? Chum Bucket, yes. He's fantastic. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. Okay, who is Chum Bucket? He's the hunchback dude. 
so if I remember correctly, oh, yeah, okay. he he has the the magnum opus, which is Max's car, and Max kind of takes it from him. If I'm remembering no, correctly, he gives it to him like freely. Yeah, yeah. Okay, Chumbucket gives it to him, but then he lives like in the car and and works on it for you. So as you get upgrades to the magnum opus, Chumbucket installs them for you. Hmm. Okay. You need to finish it because Chumbucket meets with an interesting end. I'm not. Gonna yeah, I, I'm looking for. He clearly has to golem me at some point. Yeah. Yep. It's it, it's pretty good actually, okay. and the the end of it actually leads right into Road Warrior. Oh, cool. I mean, it, it, it kind of makes sense. Wait, Road it, Warrior? Or no, no, no. I'm sorry. It, it, um, the it, it leads into the new one. The uh, Fury Road, okay. Yeah, Fury Road. It was like that kind of like uh, no. the first one. That'd be neat. No, no. It leads into Fury Road, kind of. Hmm. Just, just by name dropping a little bit. I thought it was a lot of fun. You're, you're right. I actually really liked the driving. I ended up making my magnum opus pretty light. I mean, because you, pretty, pretty, you have options when you're building it up to like this this tank and mine was kind of shifty and, and light, and I liked it that way, so I thought it was pretty good. Choosing a body was a lot harder than I thought it'd be. They were yeah, damn yeah, good a, chassis. Yep, yep, good looks in there. So I, 50 chic. I, I think that game suffered from being like one of a bazillion open-world action games that all came out within a year of each other. Yeah, that was before Assassin's Creed slowed down. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was one where they're coming out all the time, so... It was it was fairly hyped among the gamer community, though. I think a lot of people were really looking forward to it, and the fact that it was just like a 7.5 out of 10, that lost a lot of sales. Yeah. I mean, it drove me off. And I actually really liked uh, or the first, like, Mordor thingy. Uh, oh, Shadow, yeah. Shadow, yeah. Shadow of Mordor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Speaking of. Yeah. Oh, I'm yeah, so you're, you're playing Mordor 2. I am playing. Did you defeat Mordor 2? No, no, I did not. Uh, Mortar two still alive. Come on, <laughs> Mortar's just not going to die. No, um, I've put like a good twenty four hours in on it. I'm still in the second Damn. to four chapters. Wow, it's big. And and the thing is, I haven't arrived at any grinding yet. I'm just kind of playing. I did acquiesce to the what the game wanted me to do, and instead of killing all of the orcish captains, I am now possessing them and adding them to my little crew. I'm not doing any of the nonsense of leveling them up. They're all high enough level for me to finish the uh, siege missions at the end of each area. So after the first chapter, you get kicked out of um, Minas Ethel. Minas Ethel? Minas Ethel. And you are then tasked with taking over chunks of Mordor on the way back to where the Witch King is. And each of those is a pretty big open area with a bunch of random shit to do like any Assassin's Creed game. But you've also got a, a castle on one side that you have to take over and you can't just go running into it. You have to kind of do all the busy work of possessing captains, taking care of the captains, captains in the castle and kind of wearing down the defenses slowly, but surely all of which is not terrible. But when you get into the actual siege, the combat really breaks down when there's too much going on. Really? Um, like just too many guys coming at you? It's just too many guys coming at you, and it's impossible to control who you target. And the problem is you will just as often target your own guys with an attack as one of the other guys. Why can you do that? Because you can just attack your own orcs. Because if you want to, you can grab an or- one of your own orcs and suck them dry for health. That's fine. Oh. But the targeting is schizophrenic. When I'm in there swinging away, suddenly you'll change who you're looking at and start attacking somebody else. I'm like, no, I don't want to do that. I want to attack this one captain over here, not his dozen minions or my dozen minions. I want to focus on him. And it just, it really breaks down when there's too much going on. 
Is the platforming at least better? Like, no, I remember, God, like, no. No, no Assassin's no. Creed was all half the time. I was like, no, don't jump the opposite fucking... No, no. no th- this is if you get too close to an edge while you're running, he'll, he'll climb it Ugh. for no reason. <laughs> and then you get knocked down from behind. I Something clicked combat-wise, and I played it for a good four hours yesterday and didn't die. I mean, so, something... I, I figured out how to isolate them, or it's because I was actually going through the process of, of possessing a guy's bodyguards to set up a backstab thing with them, a betrayal. So this big, nasty captain shows up, and immediately his two bodyguards who are already working for me stab him in the back, hmm. which is amusing. So it's... I've kind of come to terms with the game right now. I'm, I am enjoying it right now, but everything I've read has said that the fourth chapter is just an absolute grind, because you're going through defending all your different areas over and over and over again and your orcs just either die or or betray you and that's where it's pushing you into the loot boxes to buy yourself more orcs it's like that whole chapter exists just to sell you loot boxes it's pretty shitty i haven't gotten there yet i'm not even done with chapter two of four yet i i will say and this is spoiler ish kind of territory that you do fight a Balrog, Ooh. and it works out the way you expect because you don't fight the Balrog. No. You can't because this Balrog is 30 feet tall. The first part of the fight, you're kind of assisted by the spirit of nature, basically, who's pissed at you for waking the Balrog up, but she helps you anyway. So you've got these two giant, like, King Kong versus Godzilla things fighting, and you're running around the outside trying to find the Balrog's weak point to shoot him in it. It actually works out really well because you're in the fight, but you're not fighting the Balrog toe-to-toe. I mean, I'll be honest. I'm sick of hacking at things' ankles. Yeah, and it makes sense because you're not. You're, you're, you're the, the spirit of nature is, will grab him and turn him around and expose his back, and you shoot him in the back and it blows his wings off temporarily, and it hurts him, and they punch back and forth for a little while. So it, it makes sense. You're the little guy, but you're still doing some damage. It the second blows part was, his wings off? Well, it, his wings are just fire. He doesn't have physical wings. Balrogs don't have physical wings. The wings are just kind of fire yeah, on the outside. So you, you hit him in the back, and they, it blows him off for a little while, and then they kind of grow back again. Hmm. It looks cool. It looks cool. Okay. Okay. It's, it's better than hacking at the Balrog's ankles where you dodge between his legs, because that <laughs> would be kind of dumb. So I that actually worked pretty well. I was amazed how much Dark Souls managed to change that up. Well, not we'll in all cases. That. It was like the uh, Dark Souls 3, you had the Giant King, right? Yeah, it happened a lot in Dark Souls 3. Yeah. But until that point. Well, I mean, that's the only one that I can think of. Although, I guess there was a giant dragon, too, wasn't there? Yeah, there was a couple. Yeah. <laughs> there was at least three. There was a very large dragon. Um, so, it's not bad. And now I, I, I do need to confess something that's slightly embarrassing. Bring it. <clears throat> I, I've been putting a fair amount of time into a free-to-play mobile game. Oh, dear. What, what's, what, what is this offensive thing called? Puzzle Fighter. Oh, yeah, I've heard of that. Puzzles. It's partly because I would love it if it was like the original Puzzle Fighter on a PlayStation, and it's not. Oh. It's Puzzle Fighter. Puzzle it Fighter is a Street Fighter-based kind of uh, puzzle-ish, almost like Columns game. Yeah. You know, Columns in the Genesis? Okay. All right. Um, puzzle Fighter on the App Store. Yeah. It's it's Here's the thing. It actually is not bad in the beginning <laughs> because you can earn enough coins to level up your moves and, and you know it's puzzle fightery enough that it works i can go online and win because i've got old puzzle sky puzzle fighter in you know instincts um but the way you level up you, you choose end up with three characters on your team and 
you level up their individual moves by paying coins for them. But you can't level up the moves until you've gotten enough cards for the move itself to be powered up enough to where you can level it up with the coins. And the only way to get the cards is through random drops that you get after winning. But you can only win so many cards before E-Honda closes his shop. But you can open up the shop again by spending gems, and you can get gems with real money. I, I lost so, you somewhere around coins. Exactly. This is it's 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 intentionally obfusc- obfuscating how much it could actually make you spend. It's actually if 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 you weren't paying attention, if you didn't quit when you ran out of things to do and unlocked things with money, this could totally suck you dry. Well, that's what it was actually, designed to do. Well, yeah. yeah, no, I mean that's that's what it's that's what it's supposed to do. So basically, it, it's I'll play it for like fifteen minutes, and then I have to put it down because there's nothing else to do, and I have to walk away from it. Doesn't matter if I'm on a win streak, just stop. Then I come back eight hours later, and I can do it again. It takes eight hours to unlock some of the stuff. Yeah, I mean oh, you you could you could continually play uh, against people, but the shop closes after you win five times, so you're no longer getting these cards to power up your moves. So there's no point in playing anymore. You're ranking up at that point. There are there are ranked points. Like I am super silver right now, out of like than gold and super gold and platinum or whatever it is. I don't care. So you could keep doing that. But once you're not getting the cards anymore, it's pointless. And I'm not going to pay money to actually unlock the shop to keep going. Mm-hmm. So it's mechanically as puzzle fighter, it's good, but it's got that same kind of insidious money grubbing wallet sucking nature to it that all free to play games do. <clears throat> Did I tell you about my adventures in fallout shelter on Android? Did that, no. have, that didn't have microtransactions, did it? In fact, it did, Alex. Thank you for asking. Mm. Um, Fallout Shelter is a 2D um, vault sim in the Fallout universe. And you are the overseer, and you control, you know, I want to build a power plant here, I want to build a recreation area there, I want these two people to go into that room, and if I just leave them in there alone, eventually they will create a new vault dweller for me. Um, and then I want to send someone out into the waste and see what happens with them. And Kayla and I both loved this game. We put so much into it. She had it on her iPad. I had it on my phone. We're always talking about her vaults and what her people are doing. And uh, you could buy every time you, uh, you completed a task in the vault or you hit a certain landmark, you would get a loot box that you would open up and it would have, you know, some weapons in it, maybe a character card. And you can get like really cool characters or really high end weapons and shit. And so just to, you know, just to, to give myself some more money or to give myself some cooler weapons, I'd, I'd throw a little money at this game because I was sure getting my money's worth out of it, right? Like, I'd put tons and tons of hours into this thing. I didn't feel bad about giving it money. And then one day, <clears throat> I turn on my phone, open up the app, and it goes, oh, we, we can't find your, or no, your, your, this application is screwed up. We can't start. And I'm like, that's okay. Like, my save game must be saved to a cloud or something somewhere. So I just reinstalled it, opened it up. No, my shit is gone. Oh, God. I blew 80 bucks. Oh. I blew 80 bucks on loot boxes and Fallout Shelter, and I will never touch a, quote, free-to-play fucking phone game again. That is bullshit. Well, it's, 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 what I, it's what I should have known going in. At least you know your Overwatch stuff is stored in the cloud. I sure hope so, because every time it goes on sale for a digital copy on PSN, I'm terribly tempted. Because I hate having to take the disc in, I don't know, when I play anything else. It's got to be part of your save. It's, I mean, 
I believe it is. I'm like I've it's asked gotta be online. Tied to your Battle.net account. Yes, I've asked yes. online, and that is the answer I get. Do I trust random people online enough to delete everything? I'd be careful with that. Exactly, exactly. Like I, I'm not saying that anyone's lied to me. In fact, it's probably completely accurate. Always but, buy digital. Yeah, but I don't want to take the risk. <laughs> well, I didn't. I had no idea I was Overwatch was going to be what Overwatch is to me you, when I you first c- bought you it. You couldn't. I couldn't have known. There's no way. Nothing had ever been this. So, Dragon Ball Fighter Z beta. Oh, like did it. you get into that? I did. Well, it was open beta. Oh. As of Sunday, it was open beta. Okay. And I downloaded it, and it took a little bit to get in, because like any beta, they're having some issues with server load, because everybody and their brothers in this trying to fight on it. So I got in there finally on Sunday afternoon, um, and I did not want to play the game online, because... It is a team-based fighter, and the last time we talked about Marvel, I recall screaming into my microphone, and you guys laughing at me an awful lot. <laughs> so, I just played with the... With, at, you know. <laughs> I've gone back and listened to that episode, and it doesn't even sound like me. <laughs> anyway, uh, so I played through the tutorial stuff of the game, and it is the best-looking fighting game ever. It looks better than Guilty Gear Xard. Wow. The animation is incredibly smooth. The attention to detail on the characters is amazing. I mean, there's there's there are little touches in there that I don't even know about because I don't know Dragon Ball for shit. I've never watched Dragon Ball, but how people who do is it? It's pretty weird. weird. Is what? Dragon because, Ball. Like, if you have no context for any of this, and the show I, barely has any context to begin with, it's like, well, I know who Goku is, and I know who Vegeta is, and that's kind of where it ends. <laughs> I mean, it is just this, it has been like, it's like a 20-year-old soap opera. It is just yeah. so dense and overgrown. And, and, and talking to people who know Dragon Ball, this thing is chock full of just little nods to the series that show that the people who worked on it loved the source material. Is so that's anno- good. Yeah. Is it annoying, though? No, not really, because it's not beating me over the head with it. I just don't see it. Okay. As long as I they mean, can keep it invisible. Yeah. Well, I mean, this. I, I'm assuming that the story mode is going to be... You know, five to ten hours of fan service, and that will get cloying quickly. But we'll find out. I'm not convinced I'm going to buy it because the way the game plays is really close to Marvel vs. Capcom 3, and that was a game I was aggressively terrible at. Yes. Okay, but okay, now this is Arc System Works. Arc System Works are like the most hardcore fighting guys with Blaze Blue and Guilty Gear. Yes. Like their systems are so frame specific, like micro frames. This is actually a lot simpler. Okay. As far as the what you can what the characters can do or the or the execution of it. Mm-hmm. There are auto combos on every button. You just mm-hmm. mash light or medium or hard and it'll do something that's kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Special moves are all quarter circle. Not even double for the supers. It's quarter circle on a button, and mm. you waste five bars and blow the shit out of the planet. So Sounds cool. All of the actual motions to do the moves, easy. The windows for doing combos is actually looser than it was even in Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite. You could kind of nail them and do it. But when you watch people who know how to play the game play it, it is full of so much crazy bullshit mm. that unless you know what's going on, you will never move. You will never get to do Anything and were you, be were you subject to this experience? No, because I never played oh. it online. Because oh, okay, I know okay. that that was going. I knew that was what was going to happen. So I just played the tutorial, got the feel for it, realized that yeah, this would be a game that I would not actually play a whole lot, which hasn't stopped me from buying any fighting games. So we'll see what happens with it. Yeah, weren't you weren't you on a course to buy every fighting game this gen? 
Um, yeah, and I'm actually not far off of that. The only one I'm missing is Blaze Blue on the PS4. And I, I keep seeing it for sale digitally, but I want it physically just mm-hmm. so I can have it next to my other ones. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm actually still on course okay. for that. Um, I might even pick up that uh, girl SNK game, which we'll talk about in headlines. Ugh. I don't know. We'll see how complete I want it to be. I'm sure there's so. other shitty fighters that you haven't even considered. We can throw that one in the pile. Oh god, yeah, we'll probably. So, I mean, I know that it's, I know that it's going to be fun. It's going to be great to watch, amazing to watch. Probably better than than Marvel because it looks so much better than Marvel does. It does. Oh, I mean, and there these, there's these spectacular cinematic endings to some things where if you finish the third character with a level three super. Say you're using Goku, mm-hmm. and I'm gonna, they're gonna throw out the name with a one name of a move I know, Kamehameha, which is basically just a big fireball. You finish a guy off the level three of that, it like pans out, and you blow off half the continent. <laughs> <laughs> it just explodes with dust and shards going everywhere, and it looks really cool. So, but it's, I don't know if I'm gonna like how it plays. And there's been some complaint by people who just like Dragon Ball who want to just kind of play the game that they go online and get wrecked by people who, who are actually into fighting games. Yes, exactly. <laughs> the FGC guys are taking this one over and Dragon Ball guys are like, this isn't like Budokan. <laughs> well, no, the Budokai games were very, uh, they were, they were, they could have been baby's first fighter. It was fun. You were like me and my brother could just, you know, fly at each other and mash buttons and it was fun. Yeah. Smash Brothers. A little bit. Yeah. A little, little yeah. smash, a little smash brothersy. Um, and yeah, this is, Arc this is works. not that. It's Arc yeah. System works with easier ex- execution, but layer upon layer of crazy bullshit. Hmm. So, is it fun? Crazy bullshit for me? No. Mm. Oh. And if you're not, not even into DBZ, we'll see. Now, is it not fun for you versus the computer? Just because it's too simple, or it's just not fun because. I don't enjoy, I've never enjoyed the tag mechanic moving guys back and forth because I'm never really good enough to learn more than one character. <laughs> and you have to know them all. The only game I ever got into the tag mechanic was Street Fighter Cross Tekken. And that game lasted like six months before people got bored with it. I was kind of burned on that one. But tag games have never really been my thing. I've never been any good at them. I mean, I played Marvel 2 wrong. I didn't play Marvel 3. I played Marvel Infinite with my son, who's 11, and the two of us mash buttons at each other, and then it's kind of interesting, so... It doesn't matter. Street Fighter AE is out right now. It is downloading as we speak. Hmm. So we'll see what happens with that. I'll have, I'll rebuild a report on that next week. Well, does it speak- have to have a decent community? To have a decent opinion for you, or does it, if the community dies, do you think less of the game? Well, you have to. Yeah, it, it's... You, you have play to have a, game a community. community. Yeah, That's I mean, play, playing a fighting game against the computer gets old really quickly. The only one game I ever really enjoyed fighting the computer for extended period of time was Tekken. Hmm. And because Tekken's pretty smart, Tekken has the same kind of kumite mode that Virtua Fighter had. Where you just I fight. love that mode. Yeah, you, you can just fight this endless run of computer opponents, all of whom are slightly different. They are smart enough that it's not the same, and they have different customizations, so they look different. They're harder, they're easier, well, you're the, kind of leveling up AI, your rank. The AI in Virtua Fighter was based off the fighting styles of real-world fighters. Yes. Real-world competitors and you who can tell. played Virtua Fighter professionally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And so, like, yeah, they had very, very different styles. And as you worked your way up, their skill level just got better and better and better, and made me better and better and better at, at Virtua Fighter. Yeah, when I the only the only time of my life when I was good at Tekken was when Tekken Five was out, and I was running 
a um, EB Games that was dead most of the time. So Friday nights, I would put in Tekken 5 and play like four hours of Kumite mode by myself. And I actually got good doing that. So, But apart from that, no, her community dies. There's no one to play against. I mean, if... If if no if people stop playing Street Fighter Five and I couldn't get matches, then what's the point? I'm too yeah. old to go find an actual local community. They wouldn't have me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have the time for. We that. know what you're doing here, old man. Get out. Yeah. What are you selling? Insurance? Go away. So uh, speaking about only being good with one character, <laughs> I completed my placements for season eight Overwatch over the weekend with my ah. brother, and. Um, I, you know, I was, I didn't actually think it would happen, but it's kind of like when you buy a lottery ticket, you think about like, what if? And I thought mm-hmm. like, what if my tracer is so cool, I'm going to get placed in diamond or something. <laughs> going to have me fighting grandmasters. I don't know that I can handle that, but I'll sure give it my best. No, I'm gold. Um, <laughs> Still? Yeah. That's no, better than silver? That, huh? That's a lot better than silver. And when I first placed, when I first placed where I am, I was a mercy main. Um, and so for the longest time, I didn't bring my tracer into comp just because I felt that I was at my level. I was at the level I was at, not because I was any good, but because I was good at supporting people who were that good Hmm. and healing them while they did the work. And so to come in on my tracer and actually I got put a hundred points higher than I was last season. So Hmm. it didn't, it didn't move me up a little bit. Uh, but I ended my placements. I won eight out of 10. Of those 10 matches, I got play of the game three times. And, and some of those plays of the game were like some of the, I I think one of them is either my bet, either my second best or my best play of the game of all time. Cause I blink through an entire enemy line, turn around, throw my pulse bomb in there. Well, actually what I do first is I scratch up the mercy. So she freaks out. She jumps over me into her team. So I turn around, throw the pulse bomb in. The pulse bomb kills, uh, Anna McCree and, um, Hanzo, I think it was. Then I side without looking. After I throw the pulse bomb, I blink up on. I blink sideways up onto the high ground at this point, leap off and help my tank kill their roadhog. And then I stop because the pulse bomb goes off, and this has given me a quadruple kill. And I'm <laughs> like, did I just get play of the game? And I'm like, all oh, right, there's still a fight going on. So I turn around, whip around as the mercy reses the McCree, headshot her, blink right into there, right into that line, kill the McCree. It was is there am- video evidence of this? I would like to see this, hopefully, yes. in one of your clip yes. shows. It, the, the play of the game cuts off before I get the McCree, but I kill the McCree so fast that it counts as a double kill. So <laughs> What? Yes, I got him with a melee. It counted as That's a double. Awesome. It, yeah, it counted as a double with the Mercy. Or it might have been in Zarya. I don't know. Either way, pretty fucking spectacular. And and uh, I put out a clip show uh, in Blue Suede Shoes. One of the plays of the game is this really funny one where I blink through the point on... Hollywood, and I land a clip on four guys, but I don't get the killing blow on any of them. My team does. But I just dealt the most damage, and that's play of the game. Mm. I, I had this play of the game on Oasis, where my Winston and I are coming up kind of behind the enemy team, and my Winston leaps in and lands on the Moira. And McCree turns around to try to harass my Winston, so I put a clip into the McCree. He's down to half health. He's like, fuck this, I'm getting out of here. He goes away, so I blink after him, put another clip into him. He turns around, I blink into a melee then uh soldier is backpedaling towards me so i start shooting at soldier and i get the killing blow on orissa i continue mm. shooting soldier as he backpedals towards me he's still not looking at me kill him so that's 3 and then junkrat again is is back is like backpedaling away from my team right into me and i land a, and i land a clip on him get the killing blow on every single one and it is the only play of the game i've ever gotten 
where all it was, I mean, you could count the Hollywood one, but this is way cooler. All it is, is just landing my shots. That's all it is, is just putting my reticle on that guy and not fucking missing. And it felt so good. It felt so good for me to do this, because I still consider myself so amateur. And I'm not. Like, I have a lot of experience with Overwatch. But to have that kind of success is absolutely fucking thrilling to me. See, that story right there is why I cannot, in good faith, make fun of you for your complaint that's coming in headlines. Because I understand why. How much joy. How much joy comes from it. Yes, because I understand. We'll get to that in a second. We'll, we'll get to headlines here. And I'll, I'll explain why I, am, I, 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 I agree with your assessment. You have, you have sympathetic pains for me here? Yes, I do. Absolutely. And um, so, so anyway, my brother ended up placing 200 points higher than he was last season. So now he, he and I can actually play comp together again. Prior cool. to this, for the last, like, three months after placements, every time we had been locked out from playing with each other, because I was over a 1,000 points higher than him. And, uh, yeah, this worked out really, 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 really well. So, I'm kind of Excellent. shocked. Cool. Um, so, does that mean it's time for headlines? Sure does. Headlines! <clears throat> In Overwatch news... Uh, Blizzard World launches on January 23rd. It was just tweeted out in, like, the last half hour. Oh, cool. Yeah, people have been really like, what the, when the fuck is this coming? And that is really cool because the Blizzard World stuff comes with a ton of skins and cosmetic items added to the base game. This is not a bunch of stuff that's going to disappear with a seasonal event. So that's pretty cool. Uh, in sad news, Overwatch's Tracer suffered a brutal nerf with the latest patch. She can no longer blink around while emoting. Hmm. All right, so here's why I understand this. And it goes back to Virtua Fighter, actually. One of the reasons you explained to me in the past, on this very program, that you enjoyed Virtua Fighter, is that it allowed you to express yourself through yes. the combat. Mm -hmm. The way you played was the way you played. Mm -hmm. Your tracer does the same thing, and the ability to blink while sitting on the point, or doing the Charleston and blinking away from a, from, um, a, a sniper, or yeah. a pulse bomb, yeah, is part of you expressing yourself through the game. So, yes, I agree with you. I completely understand why this is a nerf for you. It's the same reason that I always use the Dan costume on Blanca in Street Fighter 4. That's just what I used every single time, because that was my thing. So I get it. Don't let anybody say this is not a big deal, because it is. I understand. Well, I mean... It upsets the rhythm of the way you prefer to play the game. It, yes. it really does, and because that's... it was It was like... I don't know how to put it... But, like, it's in my muscle memory to go into, like, to, to start back capping a point and go into the cinemote and be pointed in a direction where I can, like, blink away into a room with a health pack or uh, a Widowmaker emotes. I will still automatically start doing the Charleston. And it is a death sentence now. Like, yes, it is. Like, I will just immediately get one sh get headshotted for doing this because I'm used to being able to blink out of it. And um it was suggested on forums like why can't all the characters use their movement abilities while emoting like wouldn't it be cool if mercy could be dancing and then suddenly guardian angel away wouldn't it be cool if reinhardt could charge out of a sit wouldn't it be cool if sombra could translocate that would be cool you could do a lot with that and a lot of characters could do a lot with that why not um and but I understand that you know we got to stop Tracer from doing it because she's the only one that can do it, and mm -hmm. it does create some tactical possibilities that no other character can access. Um, a lot of some pros, for example, 
when you use an emote, you go into third person. What this allows you to do is look around a corner without actually exposing yourself. Oh. Yes. So it could be tactically important. And again, you could just sit down and then stand up quickly, but the blink allows you to get to safety. Um, so Does yeah. the sit emote change your hitbox? Absolutely. You have to like aim at that little thing on the ground now. Well, see, then there there is tactical reasons then. Okay. Yeah, but I can't shoot anyone while I'm sitting. I know. I'm not, I know. A, I'm not a threat. If anything, I'm not I'm, defending the chain. If anything, I've been hamstrung a little bit by the fact that anyway. Yeah. So it, it makes me really sad. Like I, I loved the fact that like when an enemy widow would use her ultimate, I would start dancing and she would see me through walls. That's hilarious to me. <laughs> that is hilarious. And then she I tries to take a shot at me and I blink to the side while dancing. That is fucking comedy gold. But did they get rid of it because people kept doing this? Uh, I don't think they got rid of it because of what I do. I think they got rid of it because of what high-level players do for looking around corners. Oh. Yeah, we'll never sense. know because they did it under cover of night like a fucking Republican Senate. They did Ooh. it without telling anyone. It just hey, appeared in I'm the patch North notes. Carolina, and yes, they are awful. They're trying to gerrymand us, and they're going to take it to the Supreme Court, and I'm worried. Uh, well, yeah. anyway, um, but yeah, so that that's pretty much it for Overwatch uh, news. I'm really sad about that. Uh, Nintendo had a mini direct last week. I think it was like the day after we recorded. Mm-hmm. Uh, they introduced a new Mario Tennis game. They announced free DLC for Mario Odyssey. Uh, did you, did you look at that DLC for Mario Odyssey? I did not actually. Okay. Uh, did anyone did? Oh yeah, you you played Gravity Rush too. Yes. Okay. So do you remember how in Gravity Rush 2, you could find a, maybe you didn't do this, but you could find like a treasure chest, and then you mm-hmm. could take a picture of the treasure chest and send it off into the world, and someone could use that hint to try to find the treasure chest. I was aware of that mechanic, but I never did it. Like asynchronous multiplayer, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So what this DLC is from Mario Odyssey, it's called like Luigi's Balloon Hunt or something like that. I forget what it's called. <laughs> but basically what you do is you hide a balloon in the levels. And uh, if other players find the balloon, they get coins. And if other players don't find the balloon, you get some sort of resource. Uh, that's what it is. It's asynchronous multiplayer for Mario. And it's about mm. hiding shit and finding shit. Um, yeah. It's free. That's, it's, yeah. that's cool. Uh, they showed off some very cute, but as far as I was concerned, very meh gameplay for the new Yoshi game. Uh, but importantly, they announced a bunch of ports for Switch, and I can't believe I'm so excited about some old games, but here we are. Uh, The World Ends With You. A lot of people are really hyped about that. I never I've played it. I've heard that was good. It was a DS originally, wasn't it? it was I be- no, it was It was originally DS. Uh, I think either the PSP or the Vita got a version of it. I think it was the PSP. Okay. Um, it was originally designed for touchscreens, and I think you can play this in touchscreen version. Okay, okay. Uh, Hyrule Warriors. Which is like, you know, it's, it's like Dragon Quest Warriors, but with Zelda characters. Yeah. Uh, Donkey Kong Tropical Freeze. I've heard that's ridiculously hard. I've heard it's very, very good. It got stellar reviews when it launched on the Wii U, but because it was on the Wii U, no one fucking played it. There you go. Um, now, my only fear is that this thing has come with waggle, and that the only way to roll will be to shake the entire fucking Switch. <laughs> so I'll be checking out reviews to see that. Okay. It also got Ease 8, Lacrimosa of Dana. Okay. And Dark Souls Remastered, with all the DLC, mm. for only forty bucks. It's not that pretty. Like for for it to be portable, I understand that, but like they're gonna sell it to PC for sixty bucks. I, I'm not touching it. It's being remade in the Dark Souls Three engine. 
Ooh. Isn't that what they said? I'm <laughs> positive that's what they said. I don't know if that's enough, though. That does sound nice. Yeah, remade in the Dark Souls region. And, you know, I don't have to have this debate about how good it'll look on my high-end PC. What I will have is Dark Souls on a handheld. Oh, man, it's so good. It is pleasing thought to me. <laughs> that's that's a 20-hour game. Like, how long is the battery? Oh, God, like 30 hours. Oh, the battery... The battery? <clears throat> six to eight hours. Maybe, depending okay. on the game. Zelda yeah. kills it faster than that. Mario yeah. actually murders it. I learned that the hard way. I'd be happy with five hours. I never I never really play a video game for more than, like, three and a half. Anyway. Yeah, yeah, and it'll, it'll do that. Like, I, I've never had the thing die on me, and I've left it unplugged for days sometimes. Nice. Anyway. Okay. Uh, an Australian retailer has listed South Park the Fractured But Whole for Switch. Yeah, and just good. last week, I think it was, we were having a conversation about how, yeah, that was disappointing. But it was fun while I was playing it. So I would, yeah. prob- I would probably do that on Switch, especially if it came with uh, the Stick of Truth. Yeah, True. I love the Stick of Truth. Mm. Uh, a Dark Souls trilogy box set was announced exclusively for PS4 in Japan. It actually is a really nice looking set. Uh, have you seen the uh, Dark Souls board game? No. Uh, no, I have. I have years ago. <clears throat> okay, well, you, when you open the box, the first thing is like the um, the board upside down, black, and it just says you died. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty cool, actually. Perfect. Like so you're not even a fan. You get it. Oh, well, I do just, get it. Yep. Like, it. It had a catchphrase the whole time. God damn it. Well, the you died meme has, has transcended Dark Souls. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's, uh, it's so old people have forgot. I forgot about it. Yeah. Um, Action Adventure Fae will launch on most platforms on February 16th. I don't want to uh, think about that one yet. I got to see. I don't know. I yeah, don't I mean, know I'd, I'd be interested in reviews, but yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, Assassin's Creed, Creed Rogue Remastered is getting an upport for PS4 and Xbox One. I actually played that game. Everyone said it was good. Yeah, it, it was It was kind of the follow-up to Black Flag that everybody wanted. Except they released it on the last-gen console instead of the new one. Yeah, so it was ugly. Yeah. Uh, Final Fantasy XII The Zodiac Age will finally launch on Steam on February 1st. There you go. Alex. Hmm? Yeah, you've got a pirated copy. You don't even care. About what? About Final Fantasy XII The Zodiac Age launching on Steam on February 1st. Technically not pirated. It is um, unavailable. (laughs) (laughs) When I got it, there was nowhere on earth to buy it. Oh, so that's what semantics sound like. Okay. Final Fantasy. You see, see that hair there? Yeah. That, you just split that hair. It was pretty, well, also, okay. it wouldn't have been on the PC for another year almost. Right, it was like six right. months. So it's a victimless crime is what you're saying. No, I, usually I feel bad about this, but I refuse to feel bad about this. All right. Final. It's also, hey, it's also a, wow, 12-year-old game. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Final Fantasy 15 Windows Edition launches on Monday, March 6th. Was it already on Windows, though? Oh wait, no, no. fifteen. I'm thinking of four. I'm thinking of yeah. the MMO. Yeah, not not the bad boy band single player game. This okay. is the bad boy band single player game. Okay, finally available on PC for all those people who didn't learn their lesson. <laughs> That's the perfect way to put that. Thank you. Uh, large Polish gaming gaming site Gry Online said this week that Cyberpunk 2077 would be present at E3 2018. Two different sources told the publication that a trailer and a playable behind-closed-doors demo will be presented to journalists. So we, as the, you know, gaming public, might just, like, see articles with some screenshots. Or, like, maybe some shaky cam footage of the of the actual presentation like we got with Bloodborne. <laughs> I hope they don't see their shadow running through the hole for another three years. Uh, well, 
never know. But you like, know, they're, they're nothing, showing nothing says something. Nothing says confidence like behind closed doors previews. Well, I mean, you know what what they showed of Bloodborne was um, almost complete. Like of they showed the first world up into the uh, they showed the first area up until the uh, um, cleric beast. Yeah, the cleric beast fight. Yeah, yeah, and you know that was all visually spectacular shit. So like maybe this is just who knows who knows, but the fact is it is there's it it would suggest that there's enough of the game that it is in a somewhat playable state or at least a slice of it is. At least it exists. Yeah, it exists. Uh, party game Scribblenauts Shutdown will launch on PS4, Xbox One, and Switch on March 9th. It includes a four-player showdown mode and a two-player versus mode. Mm-hmm. I disapprove of this. Why is that? Because no, Scribble... <laughs> well, no, it's because Scribblenauts is, is one of these Nintendo-exclusive games that all these other platforms never fucking got. And people were probably rightly jealous that you, unless you had a DS, you couldn't play the stupid game. Um, and now it's finally coming out for all these other platforms, except it's not that game you always wanted. It's this new, it's this new party game. Party it, fighting game. Yeah. yeah. It's like wanting Ratchet and Clank for years and then finally getting to play all for one. Like, oh, that's not the that, fucking same. Oh. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. It's the same okay. thing. Okay. That is so fucked up. Yeah. Uh, I, this, I think this was just today, this was announced, awesome and gorgeous story-driven indie Night in the Woods will launch on Switch on February 1st. Uh, it was reported by a bunch of sites today that it would be January 18th, that was an error by the developers on the web store, don't believe it, February 1st is the actual date. So, yeah, like two weeks and, uh, Night in the Woods on Switch, that's hot. Yay. I will totally buy that again. I if nothing else, just to support that. those guys. Yeah. If nothing else, just to find a, finally finish it, because that is definitely a stretch out on the couch and relax with it game. Oh, yeah, no. It's just like, it's a novel, pretty much. Exactly. Uh, hardcore platformer Celeste will launch on all platforms on January 25th. I forget if we had that last week or not. I don't know. I don't know. Gravity Rush 2's online service will stick around until July 19th. It was supposed to go offline this month, uh, which gives, like, people have been rushing to get all the stuff you can only get from online, so that gives them, like, another, like, five months. That's really nice. Uh, our own Chamberlain was briefly stroked by fame this week as Penny Arcade's Tycho responded to a tweet from this podcast titular hero. In oh full, God. the exchange was as follows. Tycho, new problem. Pants have retained altitude, but underwear has become something like an ankle bracelet. To which our Chamberlain responds, you are wearing your underwear on one leg? To which Tycho responds, not intentionally. And I saw this and I went, oh shit! And I shot him down and said he responded to like five people on the threads. So doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. You've been touched by not perhaps not greatness, but at least fame. Or talent. Uh, yeah, oh, it's certainly talent. You know what? And affability. I'll give I'll, I'll give Tycho a lot of talent. Yeah. I'll give I'll give both the boys a lot of, a lot of talent. He writes really good dialogue. He, has, he really he really does, actually. He does. Yeah. Yeah, he does. And he's got a a godlike he's he's a walking thesaurus. Yeah. People accuse me of that. I am nothing compared to that guy. Well, that and he keeps Gabe in check because I think Gabe without a leash would have destroyed himself professionally a long time mm. ago. That does sound like an artist. That explains so look, me. Look how far he's come, just in terms of just design. Oh yeah, I mean, as an artist, he's amazing now. But I, I think mean, we're talking more about great. like personality. Well, personality. Yeah, I, have, I have no and, idea what that's about. He's no, very, comics. He's very much a depressive. Uh, oh yeah. Yeah. 
Both of them are, but Don't he... Don't they have kids now? Oh, yeah. yeah, they do. Yeah, they're both married, both have kids. That's why half the comics are about them... About their kids, yeah. About their yeah. kids. It drives me crazy. Like, you know, that's, fucking do okay. a comic about Mario Kart. I'm sick of these father-son conversations. Well, see, but th- that's, the, that's the source of my intense jealousy, is that they are what I am, you know, except, you know, talented and... and famous <laughs> for us. Famous, yes. Married, kids. I'm not on any medication. They both are, so I got that, but come on. <laughs> so, hashtag me too hit gaming this week. Mm. And it hit gaming right in one of the studios that I love to shit on the most. So I was so happy to see this story because I was like, I knew there was something wrong with that motherfucker the whole time. Anyway, here we go. David Cage, personally, and Mm. shitty development studio Quantic Dream in general, were accused this week in three separate reports of a pretty unhealthy studio culture, including, quote, inappropriate behavior, overworking staff, and colluding in, or at least turning a blind eye to, a schoolboy culture involving sexist and racist jokes, unquote, at the studio. One detail that was, uh... One, one, one detail was that there's a collection of around 600 photoshopped images as begun around 2013. Quote, the most shocking images present Quantic Dreams collaborators in sexual positions adorned Whoa. with homophobic or sexist slurs or even made up to look like Nazis, unquote. These images were apparently freely, freely distributed around the studio, including to studio heads Cage and Defon de Mille. Quote, it was early 2017 when the company's IT manager was the subject of a photoshopped image. The full cache was found and complaints made. Cage and Defondimir claimed not to have seen the worst images before then, only ones which, quote, were funny or less amusing. Cage is apparently nicknamed Papa, God, and Sun King for his autocratic approach, demands for long hours, and not listening to others. Cage is also accused of a lack of consideration for female colleagues and of making insistent dirty jokes, smutty remarks in the presence of his wife, and inappropriate remarks about actresses in his games. Cage said the allegations were, quote, ridiculous, absurd, and grotesque. Quote, you want to talk about homophobia, he said. I work with Ellen Page, who fights for LGBT rights. You want to talk about racism? I work with Jesse Williams, who fights for civil rights in the USA. Judge me by my work. <laughs> um, I... So it's like, it's really like saying I have a black friend. Um, I, I, suggest... <laughs> well, I didn't think there was a worse defense than um, Bill Cosby's, but there it is. What was Bill Cosby's? Well, he just... He was he was wrapped up in social causes for his entire career, and so what that was that makes it okay. That was his thing. Well, no, that that was kind of his defense. Oh, like I can't be this person because look at all the good stuff I do. Yeah, no, no, um, it's, it's, it's sick. No, I I'd say I'd say this is worse. Oh yeah, it's much worse. I'm saying like this. I'm not saying I'm not saying yeah. doing this is worse than drugging and raping people. For the record, that's no. not what I'm saying. I'm saying this defense is worse than the defense Pretty of bad. look at all it's the nice yeah. things I did. Um, you already hate David Cage. I already so hate like... David Cage, but doesn't this completely buy into kind of the image of David Cage in your head as oh, this completely like self-important douchebag who totally objectifies women? That's why uh, Quantic Dream had a full-on nude model of Ellen Page, even though she has a non-nudity clause in her contract. Whoa. That they went ahead and did that without her permission. She could sue. She should. Sh- uh, she should shoo. Should sue. <laughs> she should sue. She shall. By the she short. She should <laughs> sue. God, I can't do it. 
but yeah, this comes as no shock to me. Like, um, one of the things that they say about him is that he doesn't take feedback from anyone. He just does whatever the fuck he wants. And if you say that's dumb, he just won't listen to you. That's why all of his games are the way they are. Because people go to him and say, David, I think this is a little written. He goes, you just don't <laughs> understand how deep I am. <laughs> By- it's almost like his dad owns the company. Oh, wait a minute. Yes. Oh. By the way, that top makes your boobs look amazing. Whoa. Oh. Mm. What? That was a compliment. Yeah. yeah. Why'd you take that wrong? <laughs> What's Why wrong? Are you with making you? me feel bad? What's wrong that was with a compliment. you? <laughs> I don't know what the hell she's talking about. So I am House really hoping. I don't think it will because I don't think gamers will be vocal enough about this. I don't think. Yeah, like I, I don't think the gamer community as a whole will react to this or hold the studio accountable for this. Uh, I think if that happened. It might cause Sony to drop this studio, which I would love. I would love for the money they spend on Quantic Dream to be spent on literally fucking anything else. Spend it on a soccer game that I will never play. I would refer to this shit. Uh, it, it gives narrative-driven games a bad name as far as I'm concerned. Um, I would love for that to happen. It's probably not going to happen. Just because the gamer community as a whole isn't it's as... Got it's got issues. Like, there's a lot of, you know, hateful turd bags in the gamer community who... Uh, think that everyone standing up with me too needs to shut the fuck up. But Gamergate was an eye-opening, awful experience. It was. I'm not sure it was eye-opening so much of it as it was like, yeah, I knew it. I mean, I knew it, but I didn't even think even then. I didn't think it was that bad. I didn't think they'd like post their address. Yeah, like, go that far. Stalk them. Jesus yeah. Christ. So this is. Um, this is no surprise to anyone who's yeah. played his games or listened to him talk or gauged that man's self-importance at all. Oh, dear God. Or knows for the fact that, yeah, his dad owns the studio, and that's why he's got a game studio. It's because his dad <laughs> pays for the whole fucking thing. Um, uh, well. But I would I would love to see this blow up to the point that Cage can't work in gaming anymore. And, um, hey, maybe a couple of, like, you know, the 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 studio heads at Quantic Dream could step up and actually start running the company and start telling actual good stories. Imagine that. It's been so long. It's been I'm a imagining long imagining Night in the Woods with $40 million. It's a, it looks good. Oh, my God. It's it's three billboards. <laughs> yeah. uh, anyway, I need to see that. Um, and finally, our final bit of news this week, PlayStation is now accepting sign-ups to beta test the next PS4 system update. All right. Eh. Yeah, I have no interest. I, in I kind of do that for the Xbox One, and they haven't been much very exciting lately. So, have uh, you ever had one that like really borked you? Uh, yes, actually. See, that's one why I wouldn't did. do it. Well, but here's the thing: I, I I reset the console. All my stuff was gone, but because all of my because all of my data is saved uh. to an external hard drive, I plugged it in. It synced my cloud saves. I lost nothing. The console went from bricked to working again in an hour. Oh wow! Yes. Nice. See, on a PS4, that would take four hours or more. It would take a day. Well, you start it running, you walk away. PS4, you can now save stuff to an external hard drive, too. Yes. So, I don't know. It just, it happened. The only thing I ran into is that it had a hard time syncing all my Rock Band songs, because I've got like 800 songs on Rock Band or something like that. And each you of them lose is, them all it, eventually it, anyway? No, because they relicense almost all that stuff. Okay. Like, so what was I thinking I, of it? Like something. I think it was like Guitar Hero, like two or three that lost the, almost their entire library. Um, they did, and the Rock Band picked it up. Oh, okay. So, I mean, there are occasional songs that you lose, 
that if you bought it, doesn't matter because the licensing is gone. And the thing is, if you have it downloaded, you're fine, but you can never download it again. See, I, I, I can barely handle this crap from Netflix. <laughs> so, anyway. But it fixed itself. I think... I think Alex has something he wants to talk about. I guess I do, unless anyone else has, like... Uh, what we were planning on doing is we like to like sort of like a deep dive into, like, games that were interesting or, like, original, like, hidden gems, stuff that you... Not a lot of people got into, but you have a lot to say about it for some weird reason. Well, we don't have time for all of us to do it today, but you are prepared, and I want to uh, hear about yeah, this game... I got game. a couple... I got a paragraph I, or two. I want to hear about this game that, that you've promised me I would hate if I actually played it. Yeah, you would despise it. Like, imagine, like... Dark Souls, but with a lot more tactical effort that can just be wiped. Like a three-hour run can be wiped in one turn. So it's it's an action game or a turn-based well, RPG? Give the, give the title here. <laughs> uh, it's called Dungeons of the Endless. It's by the French studio Amplitude, who I'm a huge fan of. It's really hard to describe. In fact, you kind of almost have to play it first. It's like once – to describe it, it takes so many genres, you realize you're just talking about something different. It's oh, – okay, how do I put this? When you start the game, you're two uh, guys that have crash-landed on a planet. You're all ex-cons. You're part of a prison transport, and you're trying to escape. You have, like, a core of a ship they have to carry through, like, 12 floors. When you step on a floor, each room is kind of like... It's like a random layout, and each time you open a door, there's a new turn. And the next room, there might be, uh, there might be loot. The power is going to be turned off. If you don't have enough like stuff to power that room, next time you open the door, monsters might spawn in there. Mm. And half the game is basically just finding enough energy, food, science stuff to like build modules to like fight waves of enemies while trying to push forward to find the exit. And once you find the exit, you have to drag the core from the beginning of the game to the exit without getting killed. Because once you take the core, everything is sort of every room that wasn't lit up will spawn a wave of monsters, and you're gonna move really slowly. And it takes about maybe like a minute, two minutes, and it really tests just how your defenses were going forward and if you can make a decent escape route. It is so goddamn complicated. I promise you it's f more fun than it sounds. <laughs> uh, Dungeon of the Endless is a roguelike tower defense game. God, that doesn't really do it. It's apparently what the genre was. <laughs> but how do I put this? Like it, it is so charming. It's all pixelated animation, beautiful pixel art. Uh, the... It's amplitude, so like their sense of atmosphere is great. They have a decent soundtrack. It is endlessly remixable. Like you can start off with uh, like normal mode, but like as you progress, you get like different like modules to launch with. Which will like one version is you start with four characters, and they're all super powered, but you can't use offensive modules. Huh. It is so much fun. It's actually almost a lot easier because you're like you start off with weapons as well. Usually you have to just like find it. Loot's reasonably rare. But when you do find it, it tends to like just completely change the flow of stuff. Hmm. Like if you find a, like a decent weapon, that weapon's going to do noticeably more damage. If you find like a like a pickup, it's it might you might get like something called a tool belt, which means you can fix damaged modules, which is huge. You can have one guy hold an entire room if you're really good at it. Hmm. And you're just constantly trying to figure out: Should I find the exit? Okay, I've found the exit. Do I want to stay in this floor, open all the rooms, and just grind for more? You know industry I need to build different modules or food that I need to level up my guys or science to get like why, new modules. Why wouldn't you want to do that? Because um, it's, it's one bad turn can wipe you out. Oh. And you're just, it's like if you're not prepared, you could just lose everything. And it's just, uh, it, it, 
it's one of my favorite games, and like I always come back to it like maybe maybe twice a year. Hmm. And I'm always surprised at just how much fun it is. Is there an actual end to this? Yeah. I mean, have you have you Once finished it? I've finished it. I've done like maybe it says I've done like 300 runs, and I finished maybe 15 times. Mm. But it's fun up until the point. Like, if you can drop two hours on it, easy, and like you might lose it, but you're like, I found some interesting shit. I had a good time. Like each floor is its own puzzle that feels good to solve. How long does a run take that beats the entire game? About four and a half hours. Okay, but you can walk away from it at any time. See, the roguelikes that I that I fell in love with are all ones that would take you, like, countless hours to beat. And I'm sure mm. there's speedrunners who've done Darkest Dungeon under 20 hours. Yeah, that is like a 20-hour game. Well, I mean, that's a speedrun. Yeah. That's a speedrun of Darkest Dungeon. And my, my saves on Darkest Dungeon and Don't Starve, those are hundreds of hours. Hundreds upon hundreds of hours. And I've never really gotten into a roguelike that you could actually run through in an hour. Or, or, you know, a day. Run through a day and see all the content and, and get to, quote, the end. I've never, never fallen for one of those. Like, uh, what was it called? Oh, what's this? Um, what was it called? Risk of Rain. Yeah, I never got, oh, her- yeah. yeah, like, I never got into Risk of Rain, for example. So I really like that, too. Yeah. Hmm. Similar reasons. It was more like two dimensional. Like, literally two dimensional. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so uh, let's let, let's fire that into Metacritic, Dungeon of the Endless. I I looked at it, we were talking earlier, and the Steam review has it like 9 out of 10. Yeah, but Steam review has almost everything in 9 out of 10. True. Metacritic. You can purchase that review Unless for you price. really, like, pull off a PR disaster. <laughs> well, for... Okay, uh, it's on Xbox... Which Xbox? Yeah, oh, no, there sorry. are PC what? controls. It's a nightmare, though. On PC, it's at 79. On Xbox One, it's at 78. It's on Xbox? It's on Xbox One. It's at 78%. Seriously? Which is about the same as the PC. And on iPad and iPhone, it's at 83%. Looking at it, it looks like it'd be a good iPad game. Oh, it's like a, a great, great iPad game. But the PC controls are just okay. I cannot stand the controller. Hmm. Hmm. I'll have to problems. go look it up and see. Maybe there's a demo of it. I'll do some research. Like it is not for everybody. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's a it's a roguelike, man. Like you won't like it. I know, but you know, I respect Alex's opinion. I just want to take a peek at it. I'm not going to spend any money on it. If there's a demo, I'll play it. Okay, that's all I ask. It's probably like ten bucks. It's probably only ten bucks. Hey, you got Steam? I can gift it to you. No, no, I don't have a PC that'll run it on. Uh, my, my laptops are both for work entirely and nothing so else. So you couldn't run Cuphead. No, God, no. No, 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 no. no. I have an Xbox for that. (laughs) No, I I can't buy anything frivolous. I just, as we were speaking, literally as we were talking, I spent $30 on Season 3 for Street Fighter V AE. So I I can't afford any more frivolous purchases. I spent $30. Street Fighter is not frivolous. That was planned months in advance. It was planned months in advance, and since my character is making an appearance again, I kind of had to. And why would I not want Sagat again? So, all right. I'll take the money. It's fine. It's fine. Man, these mixed reviews are breaking my heart. (laughs) But see, that's how you can tell a game is interesting. If everybody loves the game, fine, it's good. But when you've got that kind of yay and nay on both sides, then at least there's something the game's trying to say, Yeah, it's not for everybody. That that tends to make me more curious than if the game just got stellar reviews. 
That's like, yeah, Zelda's awesome. Okay. Yeah, and, Zelda's yeah, awesome. and Zelda is a perfect example of everyone saying that this that this game is like being filleted by a choir of angels, and then you play yeah. it, and it's like, yeah, it's all there's right. a link cult. I accept it. Yeah. <laughs> all right. I do like but the I art get... style though very much. Oh, it's so great! It's so good. It's lovely, but very detailed and a lot of yeah, a lot of, a lot of how to put it. Atmosphere, very, very atmospheric, very detailed, bursting with color. Yeah, it is, and animation's great. Each character is just vastly different from each other. Like, no tank is exactly like one tank's just this dude in this like floating lounge chair, kind of like hedonism bot, hmm. who's actually really hmm. smart and will like if you leave him in the room, he'll like buff the modules we have. You like get more food, per, like ten more food per turn at hmm. like thirty. If you just leave him in there, one guy's a like a giant like sumo wrestler chef. <laughs> every every third enemy he kills, you get like plus one food. Mm. He's feeding people with the corpses. Nice. It <laughs> does sound pretty good. Oh, it's it's just got I, so I, much personality. I think I would enjoy that. Oh, thank you mm. for listening. Well, okay. I like how this works. That was week one of deep dive games of deep dive on little games that you know you may not have played. I think it's Chance's turn next week. Well, you have homework, sir. I never agreed to this. You need to find something besides Mr. Shifty. Your foot's in the mud. You can either sink deeper or lose your boot. I I can't do a deep dive on almost any game that came out in the past two years, except for like... um, So go older. Yeah, uh, like this came out out almost three years ago. Yes, Hmm. that's the point. Hmm. Think Anything. back into the halcyon days hmm. of not Overwatch. If you could make us play an old, underappreciated game, what would it be? Uh, Resonance of Fate. Ooh, All right, that's... fine. Yeah. Talk about that next week. I like is it. Is that on PS4? Like yes, it is. No. no, PS3. Is it? PS3. Oh. There was no port of that. Yeah. Hmm. No. Uh, also on Xbox 360. It might have had a PC version, actually. Let me look into that. I don't think so. I don't think I so either. It on Steam, I can Fate second that Resonance of Fate was a fantastic JRPG. It really was. Save it. Uh, Talk about it next week. Uh, really, uh, Residents of Fate really needs a PC port, says a post okay, on April 24th, 2017. That doesn't yep. answer any questions. Nope. Yep. All right. All right. Well, that's about does it for me, unless you guys have something. No, I'm good. Sweet. I'm going to eat some pasta. Nice. Some All right, Alex, thanks for being here. Yeah. I'm gonna eat Chance, my... thank you for talking. My pleasure. Thank you, everybody, for listening. If you followed this here from Reddit, awesome. We will see you in a week. Bye.